Hello everyone, all oh, dearly beloved, I greet you all. All of you who are gathered here, I greet you in the name of our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. I am Reverend Dr. Lydia Waters. I am the senior pastor of Pacoima First United Methodist Church in Pacoima, California. And we are so happy that you've joined our worship. So we're going to gather around and uh, we're going to prepare our souls and our spirits and our hearts, our ears to hear and our eyes to see. I want you to get your Bible, put a smile on your face, and let's begin with a song of praise to the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. The words will appear and let us join with our minister of music, Sister Hope Carr, and her accompanied by her husband, Brother Darnell Carr. A beautiful couple that's been with me for many, many, many years. Let us sing praises to the Lord our God. Because when praises go up, the Bible says blessings come down. are good and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. People from every nation and tongue, from generation to generation, we worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we worship you for who you are. You are good. So good, so good. You are good all your Bibles in any form you so choose. Our scripture lesson is found in the Gospel of Mark in the sixth chapter, Mark 6 verses 1 through 13. Mark 6 verses 1 through 13. And listen now, listen for the word of the Lord. He left that place and came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. And on the Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue, the church, and many who heard him were astounded. And so they said, where did this man get all this? What is this wisdom that has been given to him? What deeds of power are being done by his hands? Is this not the carpenter? 
the son of Mary, and brothers of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon, and not his sisters here with us? And so the people took offense at Jesus. And then Jesus said to them, Prophets, preachers are not without honor, except in their own hometown and among their own kin and in their own house. And he could, he could do no deed of power there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and cured them, and he was amazed at their unbelief. So then he went about among the villages teaching. He called the twelve and began to send them out two by two, and he gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He ordered them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics. And he said to them, Wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave the place. And if any place will not welcome you and they refuse to hear you, as you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and they proclaimed that all should repent. They cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And now, my beloved, won't you pray with and for me. Oh Lord, as I, I come before your people, won't you consecrate me now. To thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine, let my soul look up with a steadfast hope and my will be lost in thy will. In Jesus' precious and holy name I pray. Amen. Our sermon topic for today is Change Your Strategy. Tell somebody, change your strategy. Oh, beloved, in our scripture lesson for today, we find Jesus in a refreshing and joyful frame of mind. He was experiencing an incredibly successful healing, preaching, miracle-making ministry. Oh, he was on the top of all things good. Remember now in Capernaum, he restored sanity to a deranged man whom people said was possessed with demons. You remember from last Sunday, he healed the woman with the issue of blood. He, he healed a man who suffered with a withering hand. Ah, Jesus was in great demand. His popularity was soaring. He was the talk of the countryside. People just wanted to follow him and to be in, in his presence. Jesus was on a roll. And so, therefore, we must think that it was the perfect time to be going about doing things, but not just in one place. It was the perfect time for Jesus to go home. It was the time to make a smash hit in his own home country. And then, when he made his smash hit in his home country, that would be the springboard. He needed to launch his evangelistic campaign even further. Oh, wow. You, you know how it feels to go back 
to your own hometown, when you've made it good, or when you have some money, when you can drive your Mercedes up to that bus stop you used to wait on. <laughs> oh, you can go home anytime. But when you go back with a record of success, it just feels good to see all the people who told you that you would not be anything. It's just good to go back with a graduate degree and show it to the school counselor who told you you were not college material. Oh, yes. Success is the best revenge. Amen. Well, it was just when Jesus was experiencing even more great success in his ministry by raising a young girl from the dead in Capernaum. And it was then that he finally decided, now, now it's time for me to go back to my own hometown. You know what, beloved? I can remember when I went back to my own hometown in Lubbock, Texas. It was, it was at my own expense with my own musicians from my church in California. I did a three-day revival for them, and I, and I left my hometown church revitalized and with some money. It was a good feeling. So here we find that Jesus gathered up his disciples, Peter, James, John, Andrew, Simon, Philip, Bartholomew, Judas, Matthew, Alphaeus, Thaddeus, and Thomas. And they made their way back to Galilee to Jesus' hometown with Jesus. But when they got to Jesus' hometown, things didn't happen as Jesus expected. Beloved, have you ever worked and planned for something and expected things to happen the way you planned and still they didn't work out? Well, that's what happened to Jesus when he went back home. It happened to Jesus in his humanness. The word of God had a way of letting us know that Jesus can relate with our experiences because he was fully God and fully human. I just love the way the word of God shows us the human experiences that Jesus faced because it reminds us that Jesus understands all about our struggles in life. So, so here's the 411. Here's the 411. When Jesus got home, he first went to the synagogue, to the church to preach. Uh, but the people back home only remembered the young Jesus. The people back home still remembered the Jesus that they played ball with, the Jesus they walked to school with, the Jesus who, who fell and got his knee scraped and ran into his house crying after his mama. They, they could not forget the Jesus who sang in the high school choir and, and would not go out with them. They Remember the Jesus who they talked about because he was somehow different from them. The, the Jesus they laughed at because he was such a serious young person. They had kept Jesus locked up in the limits of their old memory of him. Oh, that's good. Child of God. It's just a crying shame when people will not release you from the past and see you as a changed person, as a grown up, not a child anymore. Because all human beings change. And if we are Christians, we are all together going to change. We're going to get better. None of us are going to stay the same way if we are Christian. Oh, but there are some people who will not let you grow up. They think they know you now because they knew you then. 
And many times the truth is, they didn't even really know you then. Hallelujah. But times and situations and age, they change us. And it is only the people who are around us now in this present time that have an idea of who we are now and what we have accomplished. Listen. I have a real problem with people who still look at me now like I'm the same person I was in elementary or junior high school or high school. The same person that they grew up with, I'm not that. And they are not the same person either. People change. People grow. People become better. People are born again over and over and over when they are in a relationship with Jesus. Oh, yeah, let me say it again. Nature, life, travels, experiences, education, new adventures, careers, they never let us stay the same. Jesus will never leave us the way he finds us. Everything changes. And so, child of God, here we find Jesus going back to his own hometown. Many years had passed since he had visited, and Jesus was back at home trying to teach and preach the word of God, and they could not hear for talking, talking about who Jesus used to be. Lord have mercy. Jesus was trying to heal them, and they could not receive it because they were jealous of this new Jesus. They were surprised. They were hanging on to the young, inexperienced Jesus they thought they knew. And they were holding Jesus back in the day when as an adult, he was, it was a new day. It's a new day. They could not be blessed by Jesus because they were talking about who Jesus used to be. Girl, where did he get all his wisdom all of a sudden? Who does he think he is? He ain't nobody. He ain't nobody but Yehoshua Bar Joseph, otherwise known as Jesus. They called him by a nickname, you see, and, and we all outgrow our nicknames. They were just talking. They said, his mama lives around the corner from me. Aren't those his little brothers and sisters sitting in here with us now? Who? Oh, so, so. So who does he think he is? Coming on like somebody special. I remember Jesus when he used to go to sleep in class. <laughs> Child, he ain't nobody. People, people, people. People can get on your last nerve. Mess up your plans. Talking, just talking, just talking. In our lesson. We learn that the people Jesus grew up with, played with, joked with, when Jesus returned as an adult actively engaged in his divine statue, they rejected Jesus. They reduced him to just one of them. Uh, they had not changed, so Jesus couldn't have changed. They could do no miracle work, so Jesus could do no miracle works. I'm a nobody, so Jesus is a nobody. I said, I said. And as if rejection were not bad enough, Jesus found out that he could not perform the kind of miracles that he performed in other places with other people in his own hometown. 
he could not do any mighty works in his own hometown. Uh, as a matter of fact, both the Gospels of Mark and Matthew go even further. They say that he could do no mighty work there because of their unbelief. Jesus was able to do great works, signs and wonders in the other places because they believed in him. My beloved, sometimes Jesus is in the sanctuary. They were getting ready to go back too soon and alive on the video screen that we're going to keep. He just ready to bless us, ready to heal us, ready to revive us. And we will walk right up in the church or attune to the video and not believe that all things are possible to those who believe. Believe in the power of God working through his son, Jesus the Christ. Oh, listen, listen. When we believe, we will gather to hear the word of God preached and the music and the prayers of the saints. We gather expecting a miracle, expecting something from Jesus. We need to come to Jesus with a heart, soul, mind, and spirit, believing that something good is going to happen to us today when we come. Oh, I'm believing when I preach every time because I need some blessings from the Lord. And I know that Jesus cannot fix our situation or answer our prayers or perform miracles when we do not believe in him. When a, when a spirit of unbelief hangs out with you and me, we will not be able to receive blessings from Jesus. And so we must believe in Jesus. We, we must believe in Jesus' power to perform Miracles. Ooh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, child of God, Jesus left town with a sense of failure that day. C can you imagine Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus, God in the flesh, Jesus, in his humanness experienced failure? Yeah. There are people who want you to think that they have never failed at anything. But don't let the clothes fool you, boo. Don't let the car fool you, baby. Don't let the smile on their face fool you. May, may I confess? I just want to confess. There was a time when the thought of failure, the word failure, terrified me. But the day came when I let go. And I could admit that I failed many times in my life. And just admitting that truth allowed me to move more freely. I'm a human being. And you, you are a human being. And human beings fail from time to time. It, it's only God who can do anything but fail. There's a reason why failure is an experience that's common to, to humans. It makes us have compassion and empathy, understanding and tolerance. Because our feelings, not our stories, connect us. Child of God. I failed so I can imagine how Jesus felt. Jesus failed so that he could Imagine and relate to me and you when we fail. Listen, 
I can just imagine. I can imagine the embarrassment of seemingly every eye in the world upon him. All the heaviness in his chest as if his heart was going to sink down to his feet. Uh, a lump swelling up in his throat as if he was able to choke on his sorrow. A dark cloud of despair seeming to form about his head. And this haunting echo deep in his soul saying over and over and over, You have failed. You failed. You failed. You failed. I wonder, I just wonder, I wonder if anybody hearing this word today knows what it feels like to fail. I wonder if anybody who's failed will admit they failed. Oh, you need to go on and tell the truth and shame the devil. Oh, child of God, do you know what disappointment is? Do, do you know what discouragement is? Do you know despair? Do you? Do you? Then you know how Jesus felt that day he experienced failure. And he experienced it in his own hometown. With the people he grew up in with his own family. Oh, but listen to me, beloved. But listen to me. The important thing about all of this is not that Jesus failed. You better hear this. The important thing is how Jesus responded to his failure. You see? It's not what happens to us in life that counts. It's how we respond to what happens to us in life that counts. I'm going to repeat that. It is not what happens to us in life, but it is how we respond to what happens to us in life. Can I get an amen? Amen. Jesus responded to the situation of his failure with the people in his own hometown by changing his strategy. Changing his strategy. You can't keep doing what you always do. In other words, Jesus said, in effect, I shall have to press on, but I must recover from this setback first. So here is what I'll do. Jesus said, no longer will I try to do all of this by myself. Instead, I'll get my disciples to help me. I'll send them out two by two, and I will warn them that sometimes they will be rejected like I've been rejected, and they will fail like I have failed, but that everything will eventually be all right. I'll tell them that just shake the dust. Hey, get over it. Shake the dust off your feet and move on. That means leave and forget. And Jesus sent them out two by two. And sometimes they were rejected and sometimes they fell. But still, the gospel was preached. Souls were saved and bodies were healed. They went out two by two so that they could encourage each other no matter what the people said. Beloved, let me tell you this. We need to surround ourselves with people who encourage us. People who believe in us. People who give us positive energy. People who give us vibrations of love and joy and peace and human encouragement. It's hard living in the world today. People, be around, have people around you who, who keep us, keep you going with their intercessory prayers. People who wish us great success. Oh, glory to God, beloved. Know this. Just because we fail from time to time does not mean we are a failure. Just because we lose from time to time does not mean we are a loser. Those experiences, those happenings only mean that we must 
change our strategy. Jesus changed his strategy. And too often we make the mistake of allowing a failure to turn us into failures and we allow a loss to turn us into losers. But listen to me, hear me today. We can fail and still be a success. We can lose and still be a winner because what we experience does not have to be what we become. Amen. Oh, you may have cancer, HIV, AIDS, high blood pressure, diabetes, lupus, any other disease, but they do not have to have you. They do not have to have me. Because you see, God has a way of turning what you think is failure into success. Tell the devil, tell the devil what you meant for evil devil. God turned it into good. Oh, glory to God. Jesus tells us, Lift up your head and look around you. There is still a job to be done. There is still a charge to be kept. There's still a responsibility to be discharged. So gather up your disciples. Get up from where you are and move on. Therefore, giving thanks to God for all the people who believe in us. There will come a time. When people turn their backs on you, or people not around, people just not able. And so at that time, we need to remember this lesson. A new strategy teaches when people don't believe in us. Find those who do. Then shake the dust from our feet from the others and change our strategy and move on. As the songwriter says, sometimes, sometimes... We have to encourage ourselves. The words of the song say, Sometimes you have to encourage yourself. You have to speak victory over all that you would do. You speak the word of God and you will be healed. Encourage yourself. Life and death is in the power of your word. Tell yourself, I am who God says I am. God says I'm more than a conqueror in Jesus. And so I'm encouraged by keeping people around me who believe in me. I'm encouraged by being able to say goodbye. I'm encouraged by being able to put my trust, my power, my words, and who God says I am. You are Your life, and you will be healed. 
speak a word over yourself. The pressure is all around. Oh, but God is a present help. The enemy created walls, but remember. my child, my child, I pray that this word of the Lord has blessed you. And so I open the doors of the church and I invite you to become a disciple of Jesus Christ. Oh, we are busy. We're busy recruiting disciples for Jesus Christ by any means possible. God will ask, how many did you save? How many did you save? And so uh, hear me now. It's time to be obedient to our God, our creator today. So I'm asking you, I'm inviting you, put your name on the church roll. Give give your tithes and offerings and share your gifts and talents to God's church. That's what he asks of So we can can have you go to our website and, and there you'll find a form to join the church. Fill it out and we will contact. Also, I do hope that you will say amen to this service by hitting the thumbs up button and by subscribing to our YouTube channel. And remember now, spread the word of God by sharing this video. And my beloved, this is the first Sunday of the month. And we have made it possible for you to receive the sacrament of Holy Communion. It is our desire that those of you who have received your communion kits will use them with a grateful heart after this worship. So I ask that you please take and listen and together let's join in Holy Communion. The peace of God be with you. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And so Jesus invites us to come. Come to me all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls on the other side. We invite you now to spiritually unite with all of the members of Pacoma First United Methodist Church and with all of the saints of the church in heaven and on earth and partake of the Lord's Supper that has been consecrated by me. Now, according to the Gospel of Luke, when our risen Savior went at table with his disciples, He took bread, and you will see they are together. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Take and eat 
in remembrance of me. And then he took the cup. This is the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood that was shed for you. And he took the cup. And he blessed it. And now let us pray. We thank you, O God, that through your word and this holy communion you have given us your Son, who is the true bread from heaven and food of eternal life. So strengthen us in your service, that our daily living may show our thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let us all say, Amen.